What do you think? What do you think? This is a common question that we ask each other. As a matter of fact, we ask this question all the time. We say, I have an idea. What do you think about it? Or I want to go to this restaurant or that restaurant. What do you think? Or here's my plan. What do you think? Or sometimes we ask or say, I have a problem. What do you think about it? Can you help me? See, the truth is we're, we're all thinkers. We're, we're always thinking. Everyone is thinking about something or someone or somewhere or some time. In fact, we're thinking all the time. My name is Chris Montgomery and I'm the pastor here at Fraser Church. And today I want to talk about how you think about life. Would you pray with me? Father, we come to you in this moment and we're so thankful. We're so thankful that we're not limited to just the ways we think about this world, about you, about life. And so in these moments, would you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that would receive your word. In Jesus' good and powerful name, amen. Amen. You know, we all have what is called a worldview. Now, the term worldview was coined by a man by the name of Immanuel Kant in 1790. Writing about Kant's worldview, one person said, this idea of a worldview rapidly developed as a term for an intellectual conception of the universe from the perspective of a human knower. That's a mouthful. The, di the dictionary says that a, a worldview is a comprehensive conception or appreciation of the world, especially from a specific standpoint. Again, that's a mouthful. But the point is, we all have one. We all have a worldview. We all stand at a particular point in time, and then we see the world around us from our own perspective. And we all have one, again. Our worldview, the way we see and think about the world, well, it's really based off our experiences, our beliefs. It's based off what we know, our knowledge of history. It's based off our convictions, our context. There are many things that play into the way we see the world around us. But the bottom line is we look at the world in a certain way. We all do. There's a way in which we look at, see, perceive the world around us. And many times we're comfortable, if you will, with someone else's worldview being challenged in some way, but not necessarily our own. And this is where Jesus steps into the picture. Jesus steps into the picture and he challenges us to think differently. And if we dare ask, if we ask, God can help us see the world from his perspective. Now, you may say, why is this important? Well, it's very important. Because how we see life, how we see the world around us, it's really going to determine how we live life and live in the world around us. And the truth is, is we only get one. We only get one life to live. And the question is, how are we going to go about living that life? So, this raises a very important question for us. And that question is, who do we allow to shape our thinking? Who is it that we allow to shape our perspective about life? The, the truth is, everyone is an evangelist. Everyone around us, 
Everybody is trying to per persuade somebody about something. Everybody does this. Last year I was at um, what was called Demo Days at Madison Golf Center. I love to play golf and I've always played Callaway golf clubs, uh, but I like to go out to demo days and this is where all the club manufacturers, they all bring out a canopy and they bring out their latest products and they let you see them, they let you hit them because they're trying to persuade you to buy their golf club. Well, I was going down through the tents and people were handing out cards, you know, the normal business card like you know, just a, a card that has a name and a company and a contact phone number or email. Well, I made it to one canopy that has um, a very interesting approach. Very interesting. Uh, it, it's a relatively new company and so they decided to do something different. Instead of handing out business cards, a lady actually handed me this ball marker that looks like a poker chip, ironically, but this was their business card. Her, her name was Ashley and she worked for PXG Golf. And this business card or ball marker or poker chip has all the normal things that a business card would have on it. it has a name, phone number, email address, the company logo, but it also had her title on it. And her title was a PXG evangelist. Evangelist. Not head of marketing, not sales but evangelist. I looked at this and I thought this is the most honest business card or ball mark or whatever you want to call it th that I've ever seen in my life. Because again the truth is everybody is trying to persuade somebody about something. And again that brings us back to this question in our life. The question is who are we allowing to shape the way we think? Who are we allowing to shape our perspective of the world? Who are we looking to? Who do we listen to? Who are we learning from? Well, as you can imagine, God has something to say about this. He has an opinion on the matter. In Psalm 81, verse 13, God says, Oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Listening to God and having His perspective on life is something that is possible. It is possible for us. In fact, Jesus said in John 8, 47, He said, whoever is of God hears the words of God. Whoever has a relationship with God hears from God. One day Jesus was teaching and He gave this powerful image. He said, I am like a shepherd. And the people who are in a relationship with me, well, they're like my sheep. And the thing that we have in common, the, the thing that connects us is the sheep can hear my voice. Not only can they hear my voice, they can know that it is me speaking to them. You can actually know that God is the one speaking to you and helping you shape your perspective of life. This is very important for our text today. Our text today is found in Ephesians 4, 21 through 23. Paul writes these words. He says, since you have heard about Jesus, you've heard something about him, and have learned the truth that comes from him, so we've heard something about Jesus, we've learned the truth that comes from him. Verse 22 says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupt by lust and deception. And then verse 23, here's where we're going to focus today. He says, instead, 
Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Right here, Paul says, you have heard something, you have learned something about Christ. You have learned the truth that comes from Him. And therefore, something very powerful can happen in your life. You can think differently. You can see the world in a different way. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, okay, Chris, I hear you. Uh, there's God's perspective. There's my, pers my perspective on life. Well, how do I know? How do I know that something needs to change in the way I see the world? How do I know that? Well, I would put this before you. Uh, firstly, I would say, uh, do you, when you look out into the world, do you see only problems? Do you see only problems? Or do you see possibilities? When you look out into the world today, when you look at your life today, do you see only obstacles? Or do you see opportunities? This is a very important question for us. You see, if we're going to survive the challenges of life, whether us as a church or us as individuals, if we're going to survive the challenges of life, we have to have God's perspective. We have to be able to see the world the way God sees the world. And the question is then, how can I do that? How can I view life the way God views life? How can I see the world? the way God sees the world. Well, first thing we have to do is we have to choose to make a change. We have to come to that place where we realize a change needs to happen. What I'm currently doing, how I'm currently viewing the world, well, it's just not working. And the truth is, this is a choice. It is a choice that you can make, and it is a life-altering choice. And this is what Paul tells us in Ephesians 4, verse 23. Notice it says again, instead let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Notice the first two words. He says, instead let. Instead let. Paul says, instead of thinking the way you've always thought, let something else happen. Let something different take place in your life. It's important to note here that Paul is saying that we can experience a different mindset. We can have a different perspective, but like with everything else in life, we cannot do this on our own. While we can make the choice, we can come to that place where we say, I don't want to view life this way anymore. I want my life and the way I see life to be aligned with Christ, to be aligned with God. The truth is, we cannot make that change in and of ourselves. It's as if we can diagnose the problem, but we cannot manufacture the solution ourselves. That's why Paul says, instead, means make a choice, let something else happen. Or, more specifically, let someone else work in you. Let someone else work in you. And we all have this choice, and it's ours. And we make this choice that a change needs to happen when we come to the place and we realize, I need help. As I'm living life, I see only problems. Only problems. I don't see any possibilities. I don't see how I'm ever going to get out of the mess I'm in. I don't see how this family issue is ever going to work out. We know we need this help when we see only obstacles. We just see roadblock after roadblock in our life. And the first thing we have to do is come to that place where we say, a change needs to happen. I need help. 
I cannot continue living here. And after we make that step, the second choice is very important. And that is we have to choose who we're going to turn to, who we're going to look to, who we're going to listen to, who we're going to learn from. Who is that going to be? Again, everyone's trying to persuade us. Everybody's trying to persuade somebody about something. Many times the person we turn to is ourselves. Many times we just say, I, I see that I I'm not viewing the world the way I should view the world, or I see problems and obstacles and I want to overcome that. And so we start trying to fix ourselves or, or change our own mind. In fact, there's a whole section in any bookstore you walk into called the self-help section. It's one of the largest sections in the bookstore. And people walk in day after day and they pick a book off the shelf and they take it home and read it thinking that somehow they can fix themselves. And the truth is, many have tried. Many have tried. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so the first thing we have to do is we have to come to this place where we say, a change needs to happen in my life. I am choosing to make a change. But the second thing we have to do is we have to choose to go to the real source of change. We have to go to the person, the one who can actually change us. I like to consider myself a hard worker. I like to set goals. I like to meet goals. I like to have a to-do list every day. I like to mark things off that to-do list every day. But what I've come to realize about life is that, well, <laughs> there are some things in life that hard work will not fix just will not fix. There are some things in life that you cannot work yourself out of, which means we need help that is beyond us. We need help that comes from heaven. We need supernatural help for this. And that's why Paul said, again, Ephesians 4:23. he says, instead let, then the next two words, he says, instead let the Spirit. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Notice he says, the Spirit. This verse tells us that our thoughts and our attitudes, they are not some uncontrollable force in our life. They're not. The Spirit can intervene in powerful ways and help change our perspective about life. Now, I think we have to always keep this in context of all of Scripture. Uh, it is true that God will always see more of the world and, and know more about what is going on in the world than we will. Uh, that is true. Isaiah 59, uh, 55 verse 9 says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So it's true. Yes, God is always going to see more than what we see. It is also true that we will always see life uh, in a limited way. This is true. We are finite beings. We're not infinite like God. So we're always going to see life in somewhat of a limited way. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. He says, now we see things imperfectly, like a puzzling reflection in a mirror. But then when we are with him, when we are with God in heaven, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. So these two things are very true. God is always going to know more and see more of the world and what's going on in the world than we are. And yes, we will always be limited in some way, but, but 
Scripture also tells us that God has given us a way to see the world, even though it's in part, to see the world from His perspective. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. He actually quotes the Old Testament and says, For who can know the thoughts of the Lord? And then Paul answers this by saying, But we, the church, now, we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Right now, we have the mind of Christ. So many times we think that, well, I have to think this way. I can't think any differently. I have to see the world this way. It's just who I am. Anytime we settle for that phrase, it's just who I am, in that moment we're saying, God cannot change me anymore. That God's work is somehow done in my life. And that is simply not true. The Spirit of God can change us in powerful, powerful ways. Powerful ways. And He can renew the way we think about life, the way we see the world around us. He can resurrect our fallen way of thinking. This is what we see in Romans 8, verse 11. Paul writes and says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He says, He will give life to your mortal bodies. That includes the way we think, by the same Spirit living within you. This is telling us that the resurrection power of Christ, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that enabled Christ to walk out of that tomb on that day so long ago, that same Spirit lives in us and a change can happen. While we have to first come to the place where we realize we need a change. And we choose. We say, I'm, a change needs to happen in my life. And also while we go to the source of real change, point number three is very important. And it is simply this, is that we must choose to seek real internal change. Real internal change and not just external modified behavior. Not just changing our actions in the world. You see, modifying our behavior, <clears throat> it never lasts. It never lasts. We just, we call them New Year's resolutions. Have you ever had one? Probably so. Have you ever broken one? <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. That is because just simply modifying our behavior, it, it never lasts. Why? Motivation trumps modification. Motivation trumps modification. You see, what motivates us internally in our thoughts and in our attitudes, that's where real change comes from. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 4.23, he says, instead, let, and make a choice, let something else happen. Instead, let the Spirit, the source of real change, renew your thoughts and attitudes. That word renew there means to make new, to completely give an overhaul. Paul is saying that there is a deep change that needs to happen in each and every one of us. But that change only comes by the Spirit of God. Notice that he did not say, let the Spirit renew your actions. 
He did not say, let the Spirit renew your achievements or your accomplishments. Again, he's not talking about external things. He says, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. He's saying, let the Spirit do a deep molding, deep molding on how we see and therefore live, but how we see and perceive the world around us. Again, Paul is not just talking about external change, where we think that if we just do better things over time, we will be better somehow. No, he's talking about deep internal change. And, and, and the truth is, we see visible change in our life. We see visible change when the invisible hand of God graciously sweeps through our hearts and minds, take out, and he takes out what should not be there, and he puts in what should be there. And the bottom line of this message is simply this. It is that I will never change the way I live until I allow God to change the way I think. It takes me coming to that place of saying, God, I need your perspective about what I'm going through, about the world I'm living in, about my family, about my job. I need your perspective. And so I, I want to ask you the same question that I started with, and, and that is, what do you think? What do you think? What I know right now is that many people are drowning. They're drowning in problems and obstacles. But I believe that God wants to give us a different perspective on life. God, God wants us to desire to see possibilities and opportunities. Not just the problems, not just the obstacles, but also possibilities and opportunities. And if that's where you are today, if you find yourself just drowning in the problems of life, if all you see around you is obstacles, would you just take this moment and pray with me? And let us just ask God to give us the perspective of heaven. Let us just ask Him, God, would you give us the mind of Christ? Let us just ask Him, God, would you let the Spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes so that I can see the world and what you're doing in the world the way you do? Wherever you are right now, would you just pause and pray with me? Father, in this moment, we come and we acknowledge that our thinking is so limited sometimes. So many times, all we see around us are the problems, the obstacles, the things in our way, roadblock after roadblock. But Lord, in this moment, would you begin to give us a new perspective of life? Would you help us see this world the way you see this world? Would you help us see our world the way you see our world? And God, may our eyes be open to see what is possible and what lies before us. God, would our eyes be open to see the opportunities that you have given us. And may we step into those opportunities. May we walk in them. And Lord, may you do something amazing through each and every one of our lives. We only have one, just one life to live. May we live it from your perspective. In Jesus' name, amen.